live from sanitized locations throughout South Florida. And streaming live to Club OBB members. You're listening to the number one rated football podcast in the Dominican Republic. These are the Orange Bowl Boys. Brought to you by Ed Morse. Join the 1.5 million people that have been backed by Morse. With the price protection promise, Ed Morse will match any competitor's price or refund you $500. Here's Toast, Roman, and Scoop. Yeah, you got all three of us, the Orange Bowl Boys, bringing you the postmortem the recap following a 1914 victory against Virginia at the Rock I am Toast we've got Roe from an undisclosed location scoop from a what looks to be disclosed location behind the steering wheel of an Ed Morse vehicle on I-75 heading south we got into Florida like you said like an hour ago we only have like 19 hours left for those of you um, that want to know, so what happened is uh, Ed Morse decided that everything's been going so well, and they upped their investment, and now as a result, one of them always has to be recording the podcast from within their Ed Morse vehicle driving around. That's correct. One of us always has to be mobile. Always. And so always. Scoop is starting that's us that's off. part of the new contract. Mm-hmm. It's a good looking. I've never seen the Yukon from this view, but it still looks beautiful. I see a little pop down screen behind you for the kids, I guess. And uh, oh yeah, yeah nice yeah, leather yeah. steering movie, wheel. It's all looking right good. Here? Yeah, yeah, right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. All Steph right, well, drive thrilled. safely. Gotta, Steph is thrilled. She get to listen to me for the next hour or so. How you doing, babe? <laughs> 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 well, drive safely. I will. Uh, all right, guys. So listen, um, let's start off with the Canes are five and one. They're going into their second bye. All of you would take that record if we were talking about this back in August in a New York second. So props on that. That said, yesterday's game was just difficult. It was difficult. It was not pleasant to watch. It was not a lot of fun. It was dirty. It was messy. It was it was like just it was like you 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 took the green tab of acid that was dirty like dirty acid and just for like four or five hours straight it was just like oh god. Well, the first forty five seconds was great. Twenty eight seconds. Twenty eight seconds. Twenty eight seconds was great, and then it was all downhill from there basically. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, excitement. Yeah, and especially you have that great excitement, and I think it just got negated on the first play defensively. Right, because yeah. again, the University of Miami gives up an easy ten-yard chunk play on the first play of the guard, of the drive, which they're getting worse, by the way, with this. Now, when I ran the numbers, they're basically down to ninety-seventh out of a hundred and one in the country in yards. I mean, oh, for reference, like Clemson's only given up fifty-five plays over ten yards. FSU, FSU's horrible. They've only they've given up a hundred. So us at a hundred and four, we're like neck and neck with those you know bad guys from the north. And then what happens on that play? The first play, first play of, the, of the defensive game, of the yeah. defensive series. First play. Yeah, yeah. Amari Headhunter Carter cannot, cannot simply for the life of him just hit somebody within the legal confines of the game. It's impossible. I mean, we've talked about this, too. It's, it's, it's targeting one, targeting two. But, I mean, he was low from the get-go. It's not like he, you know, caught it and then ducked or, you know, the whole thing. And, and Carter can't stay away from the kid. One play. One play. Ejection. At this stage, I mean, yet he continues to start. Uh, he was, him and Bubba were the starters this week. This is now the fourth time. I, I mean, I don't, 
like, I, I don't understand. He has made made a conscious choice to not hit legally. As as I tweeted out, the only explanation I can come up with, he's getting money on the side for every time he gets nailed for targeting. That's the only logical explanation I can that he is make, making. He's getting a bag every time he does it. Like it's uh, that uh, Greg Williams is is his defensive coordinator. I I don't know, but that's the only thing. What how how do you not how how has he not gotten this through? How has a message not been sent and and received? He's the captain. He has a C on his jersey. He's a, a leadership position. He's a captain. How can you not have your head heads up? Heads up has been getting beaten into your head for the last ten years that you've been playing football. Heads up. Heads up. Heads up. Tackling. Heads up. Tackling. I mean, what? I don't. I don't. This isn't even a coaching thing anymore. This is a kid consciously saying, "Fuck it, I'm not doing this." At this point, you could say a lot of unfortuitous circumstance, right? Because, oh, you know, bang, bang plays, but enough is enough. It's it's no longer unfortuitous. It's sought after. I mean, this is like almost a purposeful movement. Like, I agree with you. I mean, there needs to be Bovada odds, and you just got to go ahead and guess. Is Amari getting kicked out of this game? How much is the money line going to be on this? Because you'd get a lot of action because there's going to be consistent weeks where it's going to happen. The following answer is being brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Oh, you're breaking up on us, Scoopy. Oh, he's Try that again. I see his head going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Can, can you there hear you me? Go. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Now we yeah, got you. I yeah. lost it for a second. Oh, there Rose coming back. There he is. All right. All right. We can try that again. No, that was you. That was you, yeah. Myself and Ro have been all good. I know. I'm driving through... Uh, I don't know, Lake City or something. <laughs> Gainesville country. It's terrible. That's why you're too close to the swamp. I, I, you know what? We might go. I might go through Gainesville or on this call. Uh huh. Nice. Don't catch COVID. Right. All right. So let's. Uh, so obviously oh, the we? first, the first drive, uh, first two offensive plays, 28 seconds. Bam, bam, down the field. Nice long touchdown pass. Then Amari Carter comes out. Boom out of the game. So then picking up, picking it up from there, that's where the colonoscopy basically started. That's where the, uh, the next three hours in a dentist chair started because the rest of the game was absolutely just miserable to watch. Let's start with the positive. Let's, you know, we have been crapping on a, a certain group of players for a while. They've been just getting roasted and a senior in particular. And today, uh, hats off to him because, uh, Mr. Harley, uh, to the U Went ahead and got 10 catches for 170 yards and a touchdown. Props. All good. And, you know, they answered the bell. That was the or or. Yeah. Yes. That that one that one bothered me, too. I was I was at the game. I was with a uh, club OBB member friend, Jonathan Loans. We had an eventful evening. Uh, But in this case, man, I oh, my goodness. He answered the bell. That was by far the best game of his university Miami career. And if I would have told you that Mike Harley on the outside would get 170 yards on 10 catches and one touchdown, and, and, and you know what? Some of these stats, it's like if I told you that Mike Harley did that, I told you we got about 444. If I told you you had 322 passing yards from De'Ara King, including 70%, he completed 70% of his passes. Yep. He didn't throw a single interception. And when you consider on third down and fourth down, you're over 50%. You were 8 for 17 on third down. You were 1 for 1 on on fourth down. 
So you got that. You won the time of possession. You should even be happy there, Toast. Yep. And 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 you actually you know, you were tied for penalties, but they actually lost the work because they gave up more yards. I mean, you would have thought if I said that, we would have blown them out. Shouldn't and I know close. we're I yeah. know we're gonna talk about why we didn't, but uh-huh. I mean the fact that we've been calling for winning the one on one balls on the outside, you had Pope do it, you had Mallory do it, you had you had Wiggins got called for uh, he did it as well. I mean, he came back for a ball and then he got a pass interference that was huge at the end of the game. Of course, and then we we talked about, you know, how good Harley was. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that we wasted a career game from a wide receiver on a 19 to 14 score. When was the last time we had a receiver with those numbers? Oh man, it's been with it's a game been a while. Like that, while. That you were like, wow, he had 10 for a buck 70. Yeah. Yep. Buck 70. That well, was really that was impressive. Time, right? Yeah. And as you said, Pope had a nice catch. You know, the the one guy that I thought we were going to see, Keyshawn Smith, didn't see anything no. of him. Uh, Another thing, I, I thought that we'd see a steady diet. Listen, it was obvious on that first drive that Virginia didn't have anyone that could cover Mallory. I was surprised we didn't just feed him all night long. He only ended up with two catches. But I don't think he had anything after the first quarter. Um, but I, I was surprised we didn't just feed him and, and exploit that, especially when the running game that we got to get into averaged two and a half a carry. I mean, mm-hmm. now, now Cheney had a decent game when he got some run in there. But for the most part, this running game, yeah, they had over 100 yards. The running game sucked. Yeah, it, it did. And there's no mincing words here. Out of the first half, I remember the stat line, 20 carries. 20 carries now for 30 yards. You had a one and a half yard per clip. And I predicted, this was the one thing I predicted. And I know they fell a little short of this. But I was like, we're going to hit our season average. We're going to get our stride running the ball back. We'll get to our 175 average. We finished off with 122. Now, I can say and play devil's advocate because I, I keep wanting to tell Miami Hurricane fans that quick screen that you see to the wide receivers, that's mm-hmm. an RPO that could have been a run, right. that could have been a pass. So, like, could've those yards. Could have been a pick six. Could have yeah, been a pick six. Exactly. Yeah, was, we got a gift <laughs> up there. But but the reality is, is teams are going to continue to do this. Teams are going to. And I just finished my student of the game breakdown. That'll be up on YouTube and at State of the U. And I see teams routinely week to week. They're playing this quick RPO game and they're just stacking the box. They just they want to take away your run game and force you to beat them outside, which you did. But now it's now it's the the attention's now shifting again because our inability to get a consistent run game is keeping this offense very, very pedestrian. So you guys probably know this, but if I if I just threw this out there and said, How many times you guys think we ran the ball last night? You'd how many say t- Oh, how many, how many rushes? Oh, I can tell you exactly how many well, rushes. I know how many. Had. Yeah. Think about this. You just pounded it into the line over and over. We ran about 40 times last night. 48. 48. That's insane. Insane. 48. For a buck 22. Well, let me yep. ask you this because, and we heard this, that the, the Rhett Lashley spread was a run first spread. And we heard right. that, and, and that, and that's fine. But as, as I said, when that isn't working, when, when you keep running this right up the middle and nothing's happening and you know you have matchups that you could exploit passing-wise over the middle with someone like a Mallory, why why isn't that adjustment made? I, I am surprised that they haven't thrown, well, like last night, why run it 48 times? Right, that's there's what I'm no, saying. There's no, there's no point. You know that that's what they're there to stop. And now the, the game plan is laid, right? The recipe is there. Uh, and, and we knew it was going to be there, but Clemson really kind of drove it home, which is that 
They're just going to stack the box and force you to play on the outside. Last night, the receiver stepped up. So why not feed them? If they're having that type of game, why not feed them and not run the ball 48 times? Listen, I, I get it. From my vantage point, I'm like, hey, stay patient with this because I think you're going to be able to break a, a run late because there was a couple like, you know, shoestring tackles. It looked like there was things that were going to open up late, especially when you wear down the defense. And to me, this last two weeks, our running game kind of looks like more of an NFL style one, because in the NFL, you take you take over 100 yards rushing all day in college. You don't really that's not really the same recipe for success. College college is a much different animal. But boys, do you know where I was just I'll give Lashley a straight up F. You know where I give the Canes offense and Lashley an F? Yes. The red zone. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Your first three trips down there, your first three trips down there, mind you, no touchdowns. And you're going to love this. Out of 15 red zone plays that you had, 13 yards, 15 red. You want to talk about, you know, banging your head against the proverbial wall, 15 plays, 13 yards. And I didn't think there was any really real diversity diversity down there in the red zone. I, I thought you were really trying to pound the ball into like a wall. You weren't getting the push down there, and you just didn't have that play called a steal in early touchdown down there. It was just all real so difficult. And you came in, you came into this game really good in the red zone capacity. You just praised your defensive coordinator the week before about how he did against Pitt in the red zone, and you flipped to the next week, and Bronco Mendenhall and UVA, they did the same thing against you. You you want people not to be upset this week at 19 to 14? Change those field goals or block field goal. And I know exactly how that happened. That was brutal coaching, too. You turn around, and you get those missed field goals and two field goals into touchdowns. Now you're, now, now you're in a lot better range. You're close to 40 points. You held them, and nobody's having any kind of disagreement or argument. But it was your running game, pounding the wall, and your red zone efficiency was brutal last night. All right, so when looking at that running game, and I know that we have agreed to disagree throughout the season thus far. I know the first week you were awarding them game balls. And I understand that there is an improvement over last year. But last year was so horrendously bad that there was nowhere to go but up. But I will once again say this offensive line isn't very good. It just isn't. It's just not a very good offensive line. Are they better than last year? Absolutely, yes. Is Garen Justice doing a better job with them than our last? I like that hire. Absolutely, yes. And I think it will get better as time goes on when recruits are coming in. But right now, still, this offensive line, in my opinion, is below average. It's below average. I think for the first time this year, might be for one of the first times ever, I'm going to have to agree with Toast on this. I think the last night was probably their worst game of the season, offensive line. Uh, really, really bad. Like I, he, th- he came through for 70%, right, and was running for his life most of the night uh, if they weren't handing the ball off. He, and, and, and I'm going to ask you this too, Ro, and, and I know that I've asked for it over and over and over again, and they just don't do it. And I don't think necessarily that it's the keys that he's reading. He's simply just not keeping it and running those option reads himself at all. It's like he's being too unselfish with that play. Uh, drives me nuts. Keep the ball. Sometimes they could be force gives. They're not always zone reads. Sometimes they just want them to give the running back the ball. Without knowing the full play call, you're, mm-hmm. you're just never going to know. 
Um, Toast, there's times I'm going to agree with you that, you know, I saw early on the offensive line get whooped, right, on a running on a running play time and time again. So I didn't think they had their best night running the football last night. They could have done a better job. I think they'll admit it. Uh, Miami offensively gave up five sacks. Now, I went back and watched those sacks again. They either out-schemed you to a sack, and I posted that online this morning, yeah, or it was or it was Derek King's fault. You know, Derek King's not making the read right, holding the ball, not not seeing it. He's got to account for an empty set blitz. He doesn't. He rolls out and gets his knee ground. That's on the quarterback all day. As an offensive lineman, I'm pissed. I'm like, if you're, they're bringing six and we only have five, Derek, that's you. You got to get rid of the ball. Now we look like assholes because you're sitting there going ahead and not accounting for your guy in the rush game. Once again, that was a play in the red zone. So those are just case in points. Could the offensive line play better? Oh, absolutely. There was there was a couple times that they got bowled over. I don't think they're a below average line, but I do think they're like an average ACC line. I, I mean, I don't think they're necessarily going to. Th- this isn't Notre Dame for me, where Notre Dame can basically. And look, speaking of Notre Dame, watch what they did to Pitt, yeah. which the ACC doesn't make yeah. any sense. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, there's need for improvement in a running game. And the offensive line needs to go ahead and pick it up because it is affecting the running game because here's a stat you're not going to like. Do you know we haven't had a 100-yard rush running back since Louisville week? Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's no, just well, not Cheney good. was our leader last night with what, like 40, 45, 46, something like that? That's all, that's all he had, and he was our leading rusher. Um, all right, so let me ask you this. Because can, can, we come out and say, can we come out and say something about that? Well, go I was going to – there was a tweet that I almost sent out that I didn't. Because I didn't, I don't like to take shots at actual players. Yes. But there are two running backs that should be rather thankful that uh, that the freshman was rehabbing all spring. Because if he had been 100, percent he would have beaten them both out. There wouldn't have been an Chaney's, or. I think Cheney is is become the best running back in the yeah. team. I mean, he he's special. I mean, the rooster is. rooster is he he's got the big playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. He's got the speed that Cheney has. Uh, and Harris is is really really good. Uh, Cheney's just on a different level. The kid I really- think so. Here's another advertisement for Verizon Wireless's Central Florida coverage. Yes, I mean, he's four, five, you know, six into his true freshman crazy. Yeah, and they're both willing blockers right now, and and you got to appreciate that by by the freshman. I thought I thought early on. Uh, and you know, Cam kind of was in there, and then he kind of disappeared. And watching back the game, I thought I saw maybe one where he didn't really block it right. And then I see, I see Rooster come in, and man, he just stonewalls a guy. So oh, I'll tell you what play it was exactly. The play that Pope makes a remarkable catch, 50-50 ball on the sideline, and keeps his body in bounds when they initially go back and watch that, and watch what Rooster does as a blocker. I mean, so these freshmen, not only that's why they're seeing the field, because Manny trusts these kids in the pass pro. And and I'm telling you, it wasn't them. And in one of the sacks, I was like, mm, man, I don't know if we read it right from the running back position without knowing the call. So that might have not. And he wasn't happy. He, he obviously he had his tweet See at the end tweet? of the game. I saw the tweet, too. Yeah. And I don't know if he was taking a shot at the fan base, general collective or the coaching staff. It was kind right. of open ended. But you know what? Yeah, respond to the bell. Like I said, we we need to get the running game going because you're you're in a you're in a pedestrian atmosphere right now. Your 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 offense is pedestrian, right? You weren't brought in here to be pedestrian. 
And where did it affect you the most yesterday? Your run game and your red zone. Uh, defensively, Jalen. Yeah, let's talk, the, let's yeah. talk about the defense, right? Let's yes. talk about how everyone's so mad at Blake Baker. <laughs> defense so- had a uh, had a, listen. Defense had a good performance last night. They held him to uh, 14 points. They had the last touchdown in the final drive. Jalen Phillips led the way with six tackles. Frierson had a solid game. He had six tackles. Uh, as we said, while Virginia had five sacks, Canes only had one, so didn't get to the quarterback. Uh, and now, granted, their quarterbacks, you know, rotating them in, and a couple of them only run, and they were they were all over the place. The issue is. Not only did they just have one sack, and that was Jennings who got the sack. They only had two tackles for a loss. Yeah. Miami's defense under Manny Diaz has always been a tackle for loss staple dynamo. You only got two tackles for loss against UVA. Just two. And and I think that's what these teams continuously do. So, Scoop, I get you. You held somebody to 14 points. There's no need to panic off the point total. But I think what the casual Miami fan notices is that you're not getting the sacks, you're not getting the tackles for loss, and there's still this huge propensity for the University of Miami to keep giving up these chunk plays after chunk plays after chunk plays. And I don't think Miami fans, in their all bravado self, they don't like bend but don't break defenses. And no. this is exactly what this is. This is a bend but don't break defense. The first half... They lived in two safety sets. They came out and negated them because they finally got aggressive. But it came at a cost because now you got your guys running around so much and you don't have the depth that you need because Amari Carter's already gone. Your your cornerback coach can't effectively recruit or keep people on the staff well enough. So that play that goes against Blades at the end of the game, these kids are gassed. They can't even play that style of defense for four quarters because he's basically trying to tap out he loses sight of his guy, and he jogged that whole play, right? It, it, it's a calamity of errors over there. I applaud the effort, right? It's almost the same thing for offensively. Offensively, you did a lot of good things. You just sucked in the red zone. Defensively, you did a lot of good things. You kept them out of the end zone, but you still have to give up way too many yards, and unnecessarily so. Yeah, but I mean, how, many, how many yards did defense give up yesterday? 350? Uh, 366. But one of those numbers, though, rushing, it was 5.3 a carry. Okay. Yes. And that's 185 a on lot the ground. Of that, a lot of that's attributed to that, that running quarterback as well, though. They didn't necessarily run the ball their running backs very well. That was a you know Mickey Mouse scheme in, motion everybody out, bring this guy. I mean, they. I think it tweeted out they probably they were going to be out of place pretty soon. Brennan Armstrong, in their yeah. entire, uh, the he rushed for 103 yards. Did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah, and the other guys too. I just, I just don't understand. I understand what you're saying, Ro, in the fact that they're giving up the chunk plays, and it just, to me, it looks worse than it is. They gave up a touchdown on Agreed. the first, first drive of the game, same as they, they gave a touchdown the first drive of the game against Pitt. First drive of the game, FSU drove down there. They ended up holding to a field goal. First drive of the game, and then didn't give up another touchdown. Didn't give up any other points for 45-plus minutes of the game. Well, and when you if look I at— could t- If I told you that that would happen and you didn't have to watch the game, nobody would care. And if you look at the line item of the Virginia drives on the night, you would say defense had a really good game. 
I mean, there was the touchdown, as you said, in the first drive. The only other drive that had more than 10 plays was that uh, drive uh, in the midway through the second quarter, the 12-play drive, but it was only 30 yards. After that, six plays, three plays, three plays, four plays, eight plays, six plays, three plays. So well, only one of those drives went over 50 yards, and that was the uh, touchdown drive uh, at the end of the game that went 94 yards, six plays, 94 yards. Everybody's hammering this guy. Like, they had so, three three outs to start the second half. That's adjustments, halftime adjustments, right? You got beat on a few things. You come out, you play the single high safety for most of the second half, as opposed to you were playing uh, you were playing too high in the first half for the most part. And and you come out and they, they stonewall them, drive after drive after drive, and everybody's still complaining about Baker. I don't get it. In coaching and all, I just want to weigh in on this subject. Manny keeps saying this week to week. You know, it seems like every team is catching them by surprise. Oh well, you know what. UVA wasn't doing that. You know, they didn't have these running backs over here and over here. Oh, you know what? We didn't expect this. Oh, you know what? We got to find out. It's like, can you get ahead of this? Like, can you not anticipate some of the things they might or may not do or may do? Like, every week it's just this same old dance about this. And it's like, I see that. I see what you're talking about. I, I, I can casually watch the film. You watch it at a much different level. But it seems like they got us figured out. Right. They, they get us figured out on that first drive. So I, I just I just want to throw that out there because it's starting to build up a little, you know, resentment in me and frustration. It's like at a certain point, just figure out how teams are going to play. you. I know they're going to they have the opportunity to outcoach you on certain things and certain aspects. I'm not expe- expecting you to be clairvoyant, but every week I hear this line. They did something we didn't expect. <laughs> OK, but you well, do you something they don't they, expect. They would, but they make, yeah, but they make the adjustments. And I will say this, too, okay? I know there was – they won't admit it because I don't think they have to. But, you know, we we definitely had some people out this week. Uh, one in particular freshman linebacker didn't have the opportunity to play. Your starting new starting punt returner didn't have an opportunity to play. Those are, those are just facts. Uh, but that one other linebacker, he needs to play more. I'm just going to – you know why he needs to play more. And especially, again, after this week – Mm-hmm. He needs to he needs to play more, and that's all. I'm I'm not I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just telling you, number eleven needs to play more. I had I had control over the the account. Like every now and then we'll tweet something up that's that's taken really well and got all, gets all the numbers. And the one last night was a 53. He's just not really good sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that. I mean, that I think that that really just sums it up. Oh my God, your video is so ridiculous, driving me crazy right now. You're going, you're going through the middle of cow country. It's obvious. Zero Almost reception. Uh, all right, so here's so the deal. Uh, so we're heading now. We have the the last buy of the season. Uh, now the uh, road schedule starts in earnest. Uh, we have NC State, uh, who just got walloped by North Carolina in their rivalry game, 48-21, I believe it was. Uh, NC State lost their quarterback last week to a broken leg. So now they got a new quarterback in there. Um their, their season's starting to uh, come apart a little bit, but that's going to be a tough road game. And then Vod Tech following that. So here's my question for you, because ESPN, they do their, their computer, their algorithm, their FPI does a top 25. And their top 25 has not been nearly as kind to the Canes as the coaches poll in the AP. And they came out with their new top 25 this morning. They have the Canes at 25. Okay. They have UCF at like 18, 17, but this is the computer. (laughs) Um, And I got to be honest with you. Part of me kind of like, 
I don't know, man. I'm looking at this team, and I love the five and one, but part of me sees a house built on an unsturdy foundation that could come. I could see us th- th- this turning to five and three real quick, unfortunately. You know, I I could see that. Sure, but I, but I think that. But I'm Mr. Negative. To too. We, you are Mr. Negative. <laughs> so we beat Pitt, and then we beat Virginia. We would. This is a difficult situation and- for the rest of the rest of the remainder of the season, right? Because uh, you you're playing more road games than you are Most home games. Lose. So you're you're at North Carolina State. On the road, next game after a bye week, which has habitually and traditionally been bad for the University of Miami. Uh, then you got to go to Blacksburg, so I'm interested in that game. Uh, I'm going to go on record now. I I, I, oof, I think one of those two games is going to end up in an L. I don't think they both are, but I think one of them will. You know, And th- those are just two road games. And you're playing games incredibly close. Teams are dialing in on your run game. And if you don't find answers in your run game... It's hard to win games on the road if you can't run the ball. That's just reality. And then you turn around and you're going to have North Carolina at home, right? You're going to have Georgia Tech at home. Okay, Georgia Tech seems like a very winnable ball game. North Carolina is obviously going to be the game of the year if things keep going your way. I don't like that Wake Forest game on the road either. So, you know, and I think the ESPN top 25 kind of ranking is fair I think the coaches and the AP is probably a little bit more realistic because it's just so hard to win in general. But 2020, just look at the ACC, boys. Just think about this. We go ahead and have like a dog fight. We go ahead and beat, you know, and we beat Pitt, right? Notre yep. Dame beats the brakes off Pitt, beats the brakes off Pitt. But go back the week before, they almost lose to Louisville, which, by the way, we killed Louisville, which, by the way, beat Florida State. Who beat North Carolina, which we beat Florida State by 52 to 10. Right. This makes zero sense. You want to lose your money in your house, in your cars, your kids? How did yesterday? Yeah, they lost 48-16. Just, just bet on ACC games and what you think is going to happen and bet the lines on ACC game. Because other than a paw on your helmet in the ACC, mm-hmm. nobody's impervious. Nobody. Nobody. No. It's weird. It's a freak show this year. Listen, and, and, and Syracuse didn't play Clemson poorly. They, they, they were right with them in that first half. Um, uh, Lawrence had probably, possibly had his worst game of the year, and now in his first pick six, yeah, he ended up giving up. But, uh, yeah, listen, college football is uh, an absolute mess. Certain things are constant. Uh, your OHIO looked pretty good. Justin Fields looked pretty good. Um, but then there was also a big, oh, yeah, how about Penn Covered. State? <laughs> yeah, that was a great, great play, too. He it was a out. great play, but oh, they're Oof. just pretenders. They are pretenders as always. Um, yeah, man. So, all right. So now here's how how common you got two weeks now, two weeks to you know get together and, and figure all this stuff out. And do they come out ready to play against NC State first play of the game in two weeks? Can they get over this bye week hurdle? Are you asking if they're going to win or if they're going to come out flat? I want to know if they're going to come out flat, because that's well, been the number one issue for the body. Flat. Right. That's fabulous. <laughs> that's good stuff. Thank you for that. I'm Mr. Negative. Mm-hmm. Right. You're I, Mr. I, Negative. Do you think you're coming out flat or no? Uh, well, history says they're coming out flat. That's okay. what they do. So I would say until they prove to us otherwise. Mm-hmm. Here's an idea. Perhaps Scoop should try cricket. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Well, I'm going to I'm going to jump in here, too. I mean, this is what I think. You know, it's still a real fluky game when you look back at the numbers. I'm trying to tell us that. Really, really, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was so fluky. They could have a, a performance, like a repeat performance similar to uh, NC, uh, how they played last night against UVA. Think about this. You still had a quarterback pass over 70%. You ran the ball over 100 yards. But there was a couple things that didn't go your way that if you can go ahead and get it fixed for NC State, which I mm-hmm. think are correctable, increase your red zone odds, You know, kind of get back into your bag, be more efficient down there. You can't go in in three trips and then come out with only six points. That's not going to get it done. You didn't You didn't really have a meaningful turnover by the uh, from the defense. I mean, you didn't. You had that last play of the game where Quincy... Roche fell on the ball, so that counts as a turnover. But that that didn't affect you in any capacity whatsoever on the game. You were still good on third downs. I mean, you you're not that far off from this game really shifting the table. So you're not really that far far off coming against NC State if you could get some things corrected. I, I got a little better feeling that they're. I don't think this is a. Oh, they figured you out. You Miami's offense is done. It's going to be bad. I don't get that feeling. I've always gotten that feeling. I felt that about Enos. I felt that about Rick. I just I just realized yesterday was more of a byproduct of, man, you sucked in the red zone. And okay. I think just get better in the red zone. Just you, you finally got some outside help. Now just get a complete game. And your defense, even though your defense held you to the points that you necessarily needed to win a difficult ball game last night, you still need – if you could get a turnover, if it can create points, that's fine. Oh, and plus, you know – uh, is every ACC team, every single one, like we are so happy that we have we have Borgalis and we have Headley. But does every team we play have Borgalis and Headley? Because they can't, every time they punted, it was like we're back in the shadows of our end zone. We had to make all these big drives. We never really had short fields last night at all. So that's something else that made things difficult. When like it, it's those little hidden metrics, field possession, time possession, which you won, but better in the red zone. And I think Miami could get back into the 30, 40 point a game range. It was very easeable, easy and feasible last night. They just didn't pull it off. One uh, rather uh, disheartening and uh, awful statement that the, I think it was Dave Patch, the play-by-play announcer. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. No, it was um, the guy that does the uh, Dave O'Brien uh, calling the game, uh, saying that Jalen Phillips going to leave for the NFL after this year. Like, are you kidding me? We're gonna leave both lose both fifteens this year? Are you one didn't even play? Like, what? 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 I mean, that's I, I kind of expected that. Why are you shocked by that? I uh, would think that you need to have. I'd like to have him have more than a year under his belt. Yeah, I mean, he went from not playing for a couple years. I mean, yeah, I'd like to think that. Yeah, you get more than one season out of him. Yeah, for the program. Yeah, yeah, I think a player deserve or uh, 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 owes a program more than one year. I do. Scoopy, you can That's not our motto. It's not our mo. All right, these kids, as soon as they see an opportunity, they bolt, and there's no one that's going to tell them otherwise. They just continue to do it. And I don't, I don't blame Rousseau, and I'm not going to blame. Phillips I don't blame either. Rousseau. I'd like Rousseau's... to see him stay, but he's probably not going to realize that this isn't. You know, he sat out, but he also played what two seasons at UCLA mm-hmm. before sitting out. So yeah. this is his, yeah. you know, realistically, his fifth year. 
So unless he loves being down there and thinks that he can really up his stock, I don't see him coming back for, for another year. Oh, I'd love him to love, love him too. Probably not going to happen. All right. Great. Hope they got defensive, uh, defensive ends coming in next year. Oh, we do. <laughs> Our D line is stacked. All right, then. So five and one heading into the bye. We should all be very, very happy. We're all very, very happy. Doesn't sound I, like we're very, very happy. I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> cautiously. I think that's a perfect, perfect uh, phrase. Yeah. And I'm, tired. and I'm yeah, tired. Yeah, I hear you. He's t- well, you're, you're a superhero. You're a superhero. Yeah, you're a superhero. You're, you're a member of the Avengers. Yeah. I mean. I don't know what uh, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. It's, I just said I was tired. Thankfully, yeah, some of us do. You're a superhero. And we thank you for it. All right. Uh, Scoop, you drive safely. We will do a, another episode this week. Uh, heading into the bye. And, uh, yeah, man. As always, go Canes. Yo. Yes. That's another episode in the books. The Orange Bowl boys are brought to you by Ed Morse. Make sure your next vehicle is backed by Morse. Visit edmorse.com.